Welcome to episode 97 of the Ask a Chief Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today we'll be discussing how to strengthen your rhomboids, at-home workouts for the holidays, ankle pain during squats, and our advice for dating a bodybuilder. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right, achievers. <laughs> I couldn't get through that without laughing because I'm currently nursing Kendrick and he's making so much noise that you probably <laughs> could hear him that whole time. <laughs> Perfect timing. So, so we'll see how long this lasts. Yeah, forgive us for any uh, little, little, little screams and cries and stuff like that. <laughs> But we're going to do uh, the best we can. The show must go on. So uh, we'll, we'll pause if there are any big interjections from Kendrick. But uh, we'll, we'll just do the best we can. Yeah. Multitasking at its finest right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first question is from Caitlin Poirier. And she said, to make a long story short, I've recently gone for a deep tissue massage to help alleviate some knots in my upper slash mid back and also address an excessive forward rounding of my right shoulder. I was advised that I should work on strengthening my rhomboids. What exercises in your experience would you feel are most effective for doing this? Okay, uh, this is a good question. Um, you know, the thing that you want to take a grain of salt with is um, when you're going to a massage therapist, um, they're going to point out um, knots and muscle adhesions and stuff like that because, you know, that's where their expertise lies. Um, and what you want to take note is that, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. We all have different knots and adhesions going around through all different parts of our body. Um, and there's nothing like dysfunctional or anything that's like significantly wrong with uh, what you're doing currently. And everyone has some, you know, slight forward rounding um, stuff. So it's important to note that, you know, you don't, you're not dysfunctional in any way. Um, having said that, some stuff to work on the rhomboids are any sort of horizontal pulling exercises. And so you can do stuff like um, a chest supported row. Um, where you're supported by a bench, like leaning on leaning on the bench, and you're pulling two dumbbells or two kettlebells towards you. Um, you can do a three-point row where you are basically feet on the floor, and you hinge and place one hand on a bench, and then you row a dumbbell or a kettlebell that way. You can do a bench-supported row where you're – this is the kind of the classic one that you see at gyms where your – let's say your left knee and your left hand are on a bench, and your right – foot is off to the side away from the bench and you're rowing the dumbbell or kettlebell with your right hand. Um, you can do those. You can also do barbell bent over rows um, or TRX rows. Any, any sort of row variation is going to work. And also the big thing here is that what you want to do is when you're pulling, you want to make sure that you're not aggressively yanking the, the dumbbell or kettlebell, um, in which case you're using more momentum. You might be using more of your biceps. You want to pull slowly and keep your elbow at about a 90 degree angle. That typically is indicative that you're using your upper and mid back muscles, using your rhomboids, as opposed to purely flexing your bicep to get the weight up there. Yeah, and so the main thing would be watching out for, like, because you're you're thinking about trying to correct this forward rounding of your shoulder, it's also easy to get into that position when you're doing rows. So make sure that you're thinking about stopping your elbow when it's either next to your body or just slightly past your body, and then continuing to pull back with your shoulder. So you're trying to think about, like, opening up your chest and pulling that shoulder back. Yeah. Um, as opposed to pulling the elbow really far back, which causes that shoulder to dump forward. Yeah, it's such a good point. Yeah, if you especially if you have... Have, you know a tendency to round your shoulders like Lauren said um, definitely that's gonna be like kind of like the initial compensation pattern that you'll definitely face um, but yeah elbow just past the body and your shoulder blade should do the rest of the movement by pulling back 
and at the very bottom actually, allow yourself to get a little bit of a stretch by letting the shoulder blade pull forward as well. That little bit of a stretch reflex can help you to pull back on the way back up. Yeah. Cool. All right. Question number two. This one's from Rita Ortiz Photo. And she said, quick question. I'll be home for the holidays all week and won't have access to the gym. I want to enjoy myself in the holidays, but not completely neglect any sort of workout or activity. At home, I have a TRX strap, rope, and one of those elastic bands with handles on each side. No weights, only if I filled a bucket full of water, lol. <laughs> any workout recommendations? To give you some context, I work, I work out four to five times a week, upper lower splits, and one full body day. Thanks. Um... This is, this is a great question, great just overall logistical question. A lot of us will go home to families and spend like three, four days to a week there. And um, I think after a few days, especially like, like this person said, if they're working out four to five times a week, they're going to get a little bit you know antsy, right? If they stop moving for a little while, yeah, especially like if they're eating and drinking a decent amount <laughs> over the holidays. Right, but I like how she phrased it like, I want to enjoy myself, but I also don't want to neglect my workout, which yes. is like a much better mindset than being like, I want to make sure that because I'm eating and drinking so much more that I make sure that I get my workouts in so that I'm being, because I'm be going to be being bad with my nutrition. Like right, those yeah. are kind of the, I, I definitely used to talk like that and it really gets you into this negative mindset when it comes to exercise, that exercise is like punishment for what you were doing. Exactly. As opposed to just being like, hey, I know I feel good when I work out, so why don't I include that in my holiday festivities? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just a much, much better mindset to have around it. So great job already being in a really good mindset there. Um, and then when it comes to working out, um, what I would recommend is trying to do things that are quick and, yes. and efficient, um, because you do want to spend time with your family and you want to, you know, <laughs> sorry, Kendrick's being so noisy. Um, you know, you want to enjoy yourself as much as possible and just have the workouts be an enhancer, um, to your day, but not taking over your day. Yeah. I think, um, you know, a couple pieces of advice is like keeping the workout to around 20 minutes long. And something that we like to do for any sort of home workout program is doing something for your legs, doing something where you're pushing, doing something where you're pulling, incorporating something for core work. And that's generally the general structure for all of our um, you know, home workouts to make it as simple as possible. So 20 minutes of something along those patterns and making sure um, that you try to hit all those patterns. Um, and I think the other thing is to try to do it at the beginning of the day or as early in the day as possible because more than likely things are gonna pop up later on and especially if you start um, eating and stuff like that and talking with family, like it's gonna continue to get pushed to the back burner. So getting it done as early as possible. Um, but yeah, doing something for legs and that could be like, a, like body weight squats, um, doing something for pushing, which could be like incline push-ups on some sort of elevated surface like a couch or like an ottoman um, doing some sort of pulling motion if you've got a trx that makes it really easy to do trx rows or trx reverse flies or trx y's things like that having having the bands and having a trx makes it a lot more accessible for you to do those pulling motions and then from there doing some sort of core work again trx's make it easy to have like your feet in the trx handles to do a trx plank um, you can do a uh, normal side plank. You can do dead bugs and wall marching variations. But set yourself up for success. You already have the right mindset in terms of this is something that I like to do and I want just want to incorporate a little bit of it throughout my trip. Um, but also making sure that you keep it pretty short and quick and doing it at the beginning of the day, I think, are just some helpful little tidbits that can make sure that you're consistent throughout it but not making sure that it overruns your entire trip. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, question number three. 
<laughs> it's from Katie ID, and she said, I was scrolling through your page looking for stretches, exercises, what have you, that can help with ankles. I've noticed lately that my ankles hurt when I'm in a squat with a barbell. Kendrick's <laughs> ankles really hurt, too. <laughs> um, not so much with air squats. I know I don't have great mobility in my ankles. I tore tendons in one playing sports in high school. Long story to my question, do you have anything to recommend? I'm going to take a pause. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. So uh, Lauren's currently standing now, rocking uh, Kendrick while he's nursing. So hopefully, hopefully he's a little bit soothed by that. Um, okay, so the question was basically: um, this person was having um, ankle pain while they were doing um, squatting movements, but they seemed totally fine during air squats, and they let us know that they've uh, torn some tendons or ligaments um, in their ankles in the past. Um, you know, normally. If the person has some, like, previous history of injuries with their ankles, you know, that's something that we definitely point towards. However, understanding that they are totally fine with an air squat, but when you load it up, that there's an issue um, with pain just means that more, more than likely um, the squat pattern could just be improved when they're under load. Um, and so I think, was she referring to back squats? Yes, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, this, this most commonly, this is going to be uh, with back squats because it's really difficult to maintain a good squatting pattern when the weight is behind you and on your back. And so some of the things that we usually recommend when people present with this sort of thing is um, because what we typically see is people's feet want to flare out and their foot arch wants to collapse and their knees want to come forward and kind of collapse inward as well. And when that happens, you basically create this situation where you're running out of room in your ankle and you're kind of, kind of like rubbing bone against bone essentially and you're in this impingement scenario. And when that happens, you get a little bit of a pinch. It's not the end of the world or anything. Like you can do that plenty of times and nothing will happen, but it's just a little bit uncomfortable and you feel like stuck or blocked or some sort of like discomfort basically. Um, and so what we try to have people do is switch variations to a, let's say, a goblet squat or a squat with the reach where you're pushing a plate out in front of you or a zercher squat, something along those lines where you're, use, you're able to use the weight as a counterbalance and you're able to shift your weight and able to shift your hips further back. And when you do that, you're able to get your knees a little bit further back. And that kind of frees up that ankle a little bit to glide a little bit more um, smoothly and effortlessly. So utilize one of those variations and just kind of play around and experiment and see how those work out for you. So a squat with a reach or a squat with a kettlebell in front of you to do a goblet squat or a zercher squat where the barbell is in the crook of your elbows as you squat down and really concentrate on sitting back, pushing your weight back. Um, letting your knees push out to the sides because more than likely your knees are coming forward and in a little bit. Try to push them out and back. So try to reverse it. Um, and more than likely that should help free up your ankles a little bit. Um, and then over time, as you get more and more comfortable with those squatting patterns and you start to incorporate some, maybe some more T-spine mobility drills to make sure that you can get into a proper back squat position uh, without compromising your form, then hopefully over time you should be able to back squat without any issues or pain at all. Uh, but definitely um, we wouldn't recommend like just not squatting altogether, but just trying to find an alternative that works for you at this time. Yeah, I mean, I actually have some decent experience with this just because I had a pretty serious like ankle injury when I was um, a lot younger and I was in cast for a long time and I really just yeah. got some like pretty major restrictions in my ankles that at this point, like with all of that 
time that I spent immobile and also like not understanding how to properly rehab them at the time, I kind of just have some structural issues now, right? Where yeah. like I do a ton of ankle mobility drills, but there's still a certain just kind of limit to that for me. And so for me, Zercher squats are definitely so much more comfortable. I just feel more balanced. I feel like I'm able to, like the weight definitely serves as sort of enough counterbalance that I feel like I can get nice and low in my squat without feeling like my ankles are really coming into play in any way. So I would highly recommend trying out Zercher's um, and front squats too. Front squats for some reason for me also feel a little bit better um, with that ankle restriction. So yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um... And then lastly, we got a question. I'll, I'll read it out. Yeah, Jason Lauren, needs to read it. Lauren's rocking the baby right now. <laughs> uh, this is from, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave this person anonymous. Uh, they said, hi, I've recently started seeing a, a guy I really like who is super into bodybuilding. I'm all for him being fit and strong, but I'm worried that his attitude towards food and fitness might be veering towards unhealthy. I haven't been seeing him for very long, so I don't know how to approach the topic. So... Now we're uh, entering the foray of dating advice, actually, as well. So we <laughs> might new... start off our podcast being like, "Welcome to uh, achieving fitness or the, achieving the... love." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome to the Ask Achieve Show. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so okay, so this is we're just gonna take take all of our advice with a grain of salt here. I guess um, is, is the big thing. But I, you know, when people are into bodybuilding a lot of times uh they're like they, they are very into it yeah. it becomes like almost like this like very disciplined thing where they they cook all their meals and they're all in tupperwares and they don't allow themselves to like you know have a drink or have like a you know meals that aren't necessarily strictly adhered to their diet and they oftentimes just stay indoors um, and they, you know, they work out very consistently, like nearly every single day for a couple hours at a time. They're constantly carrying jugs of water around. So, you know, it, it's, it's because it's just an important thing to them and they're very passionate about it and they have found a lot of success and have found a lot of impact by, uh, you know, utilizing bodybuilding and, you know, fitness into their overall lives. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so I think based, with all that said, I think that, you just have to first ask yourself, like, are you cool with that them like maintaining that lifestyle as you're dating? Because I think if you start to ask them not to do those things, that would be that could be really straining. Um, totally, yeah. Or you have a conversation with them about like how serious are you about this stuff, and are you willing to like are you ever planning on backing off a little bit, or is this something that you're planning on like always maintaining as a part of your lifestyle? Like just start to be as open as you can with the, some of those questions, and in a non-judgmental way, like make sure you're yeah. not like oh, like you're crazy or make them feel like they're like <laughs> stupid for, for caring so much about this stuff because they just care and there's probably a reason. They probably got them through a hard time or like there's a lot of reasons why people become very, very committed to fitness. Um, and so just start having those open conversations and asking them questions to try to get a sense of where they're, where they're really at with it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think the big thing is to not put down or ostracize uh, you know, their behavior but just trying to figure out where they're coming from. And then also, instead of telling them to not do what they're currently doing, but maybe kind of um, start to figure out what you could potentially add to your overall lifestyle that, um, that you guys can both enjoy together. Whether yeah. it's like, hey, you know, we should try out those cooking classes or we should try out um, going for a hike. Um, just like different things and activities that you can do together that start to, you know, add 
time into you know this person's uh, daily daily life basically and then they basically start to make a decision whether or not they're like you know this is actually a lot of fun to learn cooking or learn dancing or picking up whatever hobby that you guys decide to do and they start to naturally start to take away some of those hours devoted towards training and towards uh you know perfect nutrition and stuff like that um and they realize that just having a more moderately um balanced approach just seems to be more enjoyable but this is definitely something that they need to come to the conclusion on their own with and not something that um should be taken away otherwise the relationship is over kind of thing (laughs) yeah um that's the best piece of advice that we can offer. <laughs> Without uh, us being at all, like, I feel like we should put a disclaimer on this episode being like, we are not relationship <laughs> experts. We know what works for us and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like knowing the type of person that you're describing and kind of understanding their perspective a little bit, I think it can be hard to understand it from a completely outsider's perspective to yeah. be like, why is this so important to this person? And right. like, what, like... They they must just do it because they're bored and like now that I'm in their life maybe they'll give it up like that might not be the case they might want to keep doing this and it might be that important to them and so your question is like can you handle that like can is it okay for you to be with somebody who is that dedicated to the gym and is that dedicated to their nutrition or is that going to be draining for you and that's a real question to ask yourself as well yeah um, but yeah I think that's the only like the only place that we can kind of add value is just kind of knowing that. Like, where, where somebody like him is actually coming from. Yeah, and honestly, like, especially for... I'm going to generalize a little bit here. Especially for guys, I feel like they use um, bodybuilding and just, like, fitness as a means to boost self-esteem as well. Um, I, I remember definitely when I was in, you know, high school and, you know, the early part of college. Like, it was definitely to directly change the way I look and to boost my self-esteem and boost my confidence. And then you kind of get... A little bit addicted to that feeling and then you start to identify yourself with the way you look and the way you know you present at the gym and stuff like that um and so i think also just building him up not because of the way he looks but also building up his self-esteem from just like you know other angles that you can think of so that he's like oh you know what it's not just me in the gym that is Mm. a you know you know what identifies or defines me or like what's attractive about me exactly yeah. it's 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 the way i'm organized i don't know why i thought of that it's the way <laughs> that's, or- that's the thing that really you know <laughs> captures my attention jason it's just like organization i just can't help myself when someone's so organized just... <laughs> or, or you know or I, I can't even think of anything right now but but you know basically just Pick out characteristics and traits that aren't necessarily tied to fitness that you can really harp on that might be like, oh, this is, this is a, I'm more than just someone that works out consistently. Yeah. I like that. That's good advice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think those are all the answers that we have to your burning questions for today. Kendrick uh, sort of let us get through this. Sorry if his little sounds are a little more prevalent in this episode (laughs) than normal. Um, If you have any other questions for us that you want us to address, you can send us a DM at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. And if you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a Yelp, I say Yelp like 90% (laughs) of the time when I'm trying to say iTunes. If you wouldn't mind me leaving us an iTunes, iTunes review. That would be super awesome. And until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.